they were there geographically, but they were not ruling themselves. And so by the time Jesus came, they were still under the Roman Empire. The Rome, Israel was being ruled by Rome. And that was why, please follow me carefully. I hope I'm very clear and you know, I'm just telling you a story. This is just history. This is a, a, a spiritual history, praise God. The history of your genealogy. You know, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, praise God. So you must understand where our genealogy, our earthly genealogy, where we came from, what happened to us, what happened to our fathers, what happened to our nation, hallelujah. So from that time of Babylon to when Jesus came was 1,400 years, I think a generation is to 100 years, praise God. So for that 1,400 years, Israel was not ruling themselves. And then Jesus came. Now, after Jesus came and died, you remember his disciples were asking him in the book of Acts of Apostles chapter one, at which time will you now restore the kingdom to Israel? Because the prophets who had prophesied, prophesied and spoke that the Messiah would come. And the reason why the Messiah would come would be to restore again the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So many people who were in the spirit, how do I mean by being in the spirit? At that time, the Holy Ghost had not yet been poured out but the scriptures were there. The word of God was there, the Ark of the Covenant or you know, the, the commandments that God, that Moses handed over to them. Uh, many of them were living by it. And those who were living by it in spirit and in truth were having encounters. Don't forget that when Zechariah went into the temple to go and pray, the angel of the Lord, Gabriel appeared to him to talk to him about Jesus, about the birth of Messiah, telling him it was time. Don't forget that uh, um, Simeon, he was told him, who told him? Almighty God. He was told him that he will not see death until the Messiah is born. Don't forget there was a woman called Anna who was um, uh, um, 80 something years old and was bereaved of her husband, maybe at 18, 19 or 20 or 21. I'm not sure exactly what year, but for those number of years, 60 something years, she was in the temple praying for the consolation of Israel praying and fasting night and day, according to the scriptures. Praise God. And then you will see in the activities of the many disciples of Jesus, come, we have seen the Messiah. Come, we have seen the Messiah. Now, the reason why they responded that way, the reason why the father of the, the Zebedee will release his two sons, James and John, instantly was because as a family, they knew that they understood the seasons, praise God, and they knew that the time for the Messiah to be born had come. Hallelujah. So they were waiting for the consolation of Israel. Hallelujah. So when Jesus came and died, they were devastated. All the disciples, everybody scattered. They couldn't believe it. You remember the story that Jesus was, um, the story that um, the, the young men who were on their way to Emmaus after resurrection and Jesus joined them and they were, you know, they were sad. They were discussing among themselves. They were of a sad countenance. And Jesus asked them, what is the issue? They said, are you a stranger in Israel? Can't you see? Can't you see that? Don't you know about this prophet that God sent to us, whom we thought would have been the one to restore the kingdom to Israel? And how the Jews and the Pharisees crucified him. And this is the third day that these things have happened. And now they are claiming that he has been raised from the dead. You remember? Hallelujah. And Jesus rebuked them for their unbelief and according to the scriptures, expounded to them the things which were written concerning him in Psalms, in Proverbs, in the prophets, and not Proverbs, in Psalms, in the prophets, and in the law. And Jesus said, ought not this Messiah, having you know, gone through his passion, enter into his glory? So the time for him to be glorified, which was resurrection of the dead, and then resumption as deity, take up his glory that he laid down back to himself as deity um, had come. And that was what he did. So he proved that he was the Messiah one by appearing to the disciples one by one, about 500 of them. He appeared to them according to the scriptures. Um, and then uh, the day when he was going to be taken up into heaven, they, they were still waiting because he was on the earth. Remember Jesus after resurrection was on the earth, I think for about 50 days. I'm not so sure now how many days exactly. Francis, please, you can put that correctly on the screen. That is very important because I think it's tied to our kingdom age, the operations of our kingdom age, um, the prophetic understanding of those number of days. 
praise God. So the number of days he spent on the earth as a resurrected man. Now say with me, resurrected man. Say with me again, resurrected man with a resurrected body. Good. Now Jesus died as a man and rose from the dead as a man. But this time around, he had become God in the flesh. God manifest in the flesh. Hallelujah. The full, the full qualities of God had been restored to him. But right now, as a man in the flesh, praise God. So as a man, in the, as God in the flesh, as a man, he lived on the earth with that tangible spiritual body. I want to say it again. With that tangible spiritual body, he was not wind like the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Ghost descended, if he feels this from now, you can't see him. Praise God. But with that tangible physical body, he, he lived on the earth for 40 days, appearing to different, different disciples. When they will gather to eat, he will appear. Two people, he will appear. Three people, he will appear. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then uh, um, the disciples one day asked him on that day when he was to be taken up, they asked him, said, ah, at which time will you now restore again uh, the kingdom to Israel? Hallelujah. And Jesus told them, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. You see, the times and the seasons. Say with me, times. Say with me, seasons. Say with me again, times. Say with me again, seasons. So the times and the seasons which the Father has reserved for himself. But go and wait for the Holy Ghost, for you shall be endued with power after that the Holy Ghost has come, and you shall become witnesses of me. Now, it was at the day of that Pentecost that the church, as we know it today, was born. And from that day till now has been 2,022 years. Praise God. So if we are to go back to Matthew chapter 1, to complete this Matthew chapter 1, we would say from the time of Christ to the end of this age is 2,000 years. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, it hasn't ended yet, so we can't cap that there. Praise the Lord. Assuming it was to be, it, it, it would end today. That's what will be written there in the scriptures. Hallelujah. So we know by the signs that we're seeing, what is the critical sign? The first critical sign Jesus told us about is the coming together of Israel as a nation. And this happened in 1948. Israel became a nation after um, uh, first 1,400 years from Christ, and then from the time of, of Christ, the birth of Christ, till 1948 is another 1,400 years. Do you see these 14 generations? So from the time of Christ to the coming together again of Israel as a nation, it's 14 generations. Hmm. That's very instructive. Very, very instructive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And from that time we entered into the last days praise god because jesus said when that happens know that the last days has come so we've entered into the last days that will end this generation as we know it and give birth to the new generation or the new age now this new age is going to be called the kingdom age or the kingdom age the age where the reign of christ will be seen on the earth and what will herald this kingdom age is the second coming say with me the second coming, the second coming. say with me again the second, coming. the second coming what will herald this age is the second coming of the lord the return of the lord to the earth praise god hallelujah the second coming of our lord jesus christ that's that is what will herald us into the kingdom age and the hallmark of the kingdom age is that God's people, children of God, will come into reigning, rulership, dominion in that age. We will no longer be under the age of the prince of this world. We will no longer be under the rulership of the kingdom of darkness. We will now come under the reign of righteousness, under the reign of Jesus Christ, our Lord and King, and under the reign of the people of God. On the earth, not in heaven, on the earth. 
When Jesus returns, Jesus is not going to come and take us back to heaven. That's not what is in the scriptures. Jesus is coming to establish his kingdom on the earth for 1,000 years. A 1,000 years reign. We see that in the scriptures. Um, um, I'm not sure if Francis will be able to trace the, the links to some of these messages where I broke these things down um, properly. If you can, I'll be grateful that you post them on, on, on the chat group on, so that people can click and go there, go back and listen to them again, okay? Hallelujah. So now, God, what is God doing right now? God is raising the men that will usher in that kingdom. That is number one. Then God is raising the men that would rule with him, rule and reign with him in that kingdom, when that kingdom comes, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Can we speak in tongues for about two minutes? Thank you, Jesus. Masu kanta la ba 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 ba. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this is this is what God did for us at the conference. Is that God gave us instructions on the raising of the man. Praise God. On the raising of the man. Listen to me very carefully. On the raising of the man that will usher in that, that kingdom, the kingdom age. The man, there's, there's, there's a type of man that will be on the earth to usher in that kingdom age. Remember in the book of Revelations, at the closing of the book of the revelations of John, there was a cry of the spirit in that book and, 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 and the spirit and the bride say, Okay, this is the cry of the spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. So the bride is the company of them that will bring, the, their cry will bring the, the Lord Jesus. We bring back the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God gave us the, I would say the, the, um, the ingredients, the recipe of how to the making of this kingdom man. Praise God. I'm going to title this series of mess, message. I believe that's what the spirit of God spoke to my heart as we began to pray in other tongues because I didn't write it down. I didn't have it anywhere. I'm going to title this series of message, the making of the kingdom man. Hallelujah. The making of the kingdom man. The making of the kingdom man. Praise the Lord. Now, I want, we've painted this man so many times, but the ingredients that will produce that man is what we really, really need so that we can become. We can become. Hallelujah. We can become. So the Lord visited us with three, 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 um, three ancient saints during the conference. The Lord visited us with, I'm sure there were more that came, but at the, at the last day of the conference, um, um, while I was ministering, I think someone had mentioned Enoch. I, I'm not sure I can't remember because I wasn't around on Thursday. Um, I couldn't attend the conference on Thursday. I've tried to catch up with some of the teachings. But on Friday at the last day of the conference, we had a strong visitation, a strong presence of God. And um, there was a witness of the presence of um, a visitation by uh, Kenneth E. Hagin, a visitation by, um, by John the Baptist and a visitation by Moses, praise God. Um, the Bible talks about 
the great cloud of witnesses. There are some believers that get very worried and offended when believers say that they saw old saints. Uh, I want to show you something in the scripture. I want to show you Hebrews chapter 12. Okay, let's establish what is possible. Hebrews chapter 12. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 12, I want to read from verse 22. It says, but you are come, not you will come, but you have come. You have come unto Mount Zion. So you are in Mount Zion right now. Praise the Lord. You have come to the city of the living God. The city of the living God is Mount Zion. Praise God. You have come to the heavenly Jerusalem. So there is a heavenly Jerusalem which believers come to. I pray that they are aware that they, they've come to the heavenly Jerusalem. I also pray that they are aware that they have come to Mount Zion. I also pray that we are aware that we are in the city of the living God. Because a believer who walks in the consciousness of these three geographical, spiritual geographical locations will not trouble himself. Certain things will not successfully trouble you because there are things that cannot enter that city. And there are things that cannot function and operate in that city. In the book of Isaiah chapter 33, the last verse of that, that, the last verse of that scripture, that chapter, clearly tells us that they that dwell in Zion shall not say, I am sick. He says that the people who dwell there are forgiven their iniquities. So it means that the only dwellers of this city called Zion are men that have received forgiveness of sins. Praise God. Men that have received remission of sins. Praise God. Men that have been declared righteous. Hallelujah. For he made him who knew no sin to become sin that we, you and I, might be made what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. For what purpose? For the purpose of dwelling in Zion. Because you cannot dwell in Zion if your sins have not been purged away. Praise God. So the knowledge of the forgiveness of your sins, the knowledge that your sins have been taken away is the knowledge of your place of occupation. I want that to sink. I want that to enter into us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The knowledge of the place of our occupation, our place of dwelling, our village, where we come from, where we function, where we operate. Hallelujah. Now let's continue to read. Uh, yes, but you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, you see. So we have come to the heavenly Jerusalem and we have come to an innumerable company of angels. Many believers are afraid of evil spirits, always binding spirits, always rebuking devils. I want us to reverse and begin to build our consciousness with our reality. What is our reality? We are in the company of innumerable angels, not in the company of evil spirits, not in the company of demons. We are in the place where the blood of Jesus is speaking and evil spirits and demons cannot successfully function there. In your life, the only thing that gives them room and access is unbelief, doubt, and ignorance. Did you hear what I said? Mm. Unbelief, doubt, doubt ignorance. ignorance. Doubt will produce fear. And sometimes the experiences, the stories that we've told will produce fear. Let me pause. If I don't come back here, please, somebody remind me to go back. Just say go back to Hebrews 12 if I don't come back here. But you see, in the past, many of us, including myself, attended churches where the only message you hear is messages about witches and wizards. The script, the, all the preaching is preaching about witches and wizards. All the prayers is prayers about witches and wizards. So what happens is that I, let me not talk about other people, I, that was so bold as a Christian, so bold, so fearless, so fearless, 
completely and totally fearless. I could go into a forest at night. I could walk alone at 2 a.m. fearlessly. There was no fear in me. There was no fear around me. But suddenly, I became afraid of cockroach. Cockroach. When I see cockroaches, because of the things that I had heard, just within a space of six, seven months, the life of someone changed. If I see lizard, someone told me, ah, anywhere you see that lizard, kill it. It's a witchcraft idol. Meanwhile, there are lizards everywhere that God created for heaven's sake. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we began to fight in the flesh, fight animals in the flesh. Fear. Someone told me, oh, when you're in your house, there's a monetary spirit that is monitoring you. Even when you are counting money, it will be monitoring you. He said, I'm seeing the eyes. He said, the eyes is as big as a ball. <laughs> so I saw, I imagined these huge, big eyes like balls looking through my window, watching me everywhere I go there. Meanwhile, the Bible says that God has given his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. That we do not dash our foot against the stone. Now, I understand what they are trying to say. But the information, the communication of darkness, doctrines of demons will keep you in bondage, keep you in captivity, and make you a victim of affliction and oppression for years. And you pray many prayers and fast many fastings and you're not able to come out. Oh my God. Now that has to be reversed. That must be reversed. The acknowledging of every good thing that is in you by Christ Jesus is what will create that atmosphere around you. That's the way the realm of the spirit works. The acknowledging of every good thing that is in you by Christ Jesus. For we walk by faith and not by sight. That's what it means. We walk by faith. Where does faith come from? Faith comes from the word of God. Faith is the word of God. Faith is the life generated by the word of God. Faith is the life generated by the birthing of our spirits by almighty God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oof. Glory to God. So we have come to an innumerable company of angels. Let's practice that. I want you to practice that. Practice declaring that you are in Zion. Practice declaring that you're a citizen of Zion. Practice declaring that the angels of God surround you. Practice declaring the things that Jesus has done for us. That's how we enter into our reality. Jesus said, when you stand praying, believe, and it shall be yours. He didn't say it shall be yours, then you believe. He said, believe first. Believe that you have it. Believe that you have it. Believe that you have it. Believe that you have it first. And then it will be yours. Now, sometimes we need to wrestle with that believing for a season. Because Satan doesn't want you to believe. You can wake up in the morning believing, but by, by, by the time you're going to bed, you've gone back into doubt. So believing is an intentional thing. You have to be intentional about words, actions that define believing to carry you through the process. Hallelujah. Amen. Say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't, 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 don't worry, I'm going somewhere. I'm laying a good foundation for where we're going, okay? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we have come to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly. You see that? So there is a general assembly. I want you to imagine secondary school, primary school. Monday morning, there is what you call general assembly. You ring the bell and every single student comes out. There is a summoning of the general assembly of children of God in the realm of the spirit. That's where we are. We're located in the midst of our brethren. We are in the company of our brethren. Uh, 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 Paul prayed a prayer in the book of Ephesians chapter 3. He said, for this cause, I bow my knees 
to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. You see that? So the whole family of God, we are one family. Some are in heaven, some are on the earth, but there's a place where we congregate. There's a place where we meet mystically. We're mystical people. People think that mysticism is only for witches and wizards or for magicians or for Asian, uh, um, Asian monks. We are mystical in nature. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sekatanda liboro kopoposita ya la babashande. Ligato masakata. Sheli kapu sandere bosota ya la babashande. Hallelujah. So to the General Assembly and Church of the Firstborn. We are the church of the firstborn. Who is the firstborn? Jesus. Jesus is the first begotten from the dead. You see, Jesus was the firstborn that came from the dead. He was the first person who rose from the dead, who went from the land of the dead to the land of the living. No one has ever gone from the land of the dead to the land of the living. The land of the dead is called the land of no return. It's a place of no return. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. The firstborn of all creation. The first begotten from the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so, inside this church of the firstborn, inside this assembly, general assembly, are saints who are in heaven and saints who are on the earth. When God opens your eyes spiritually, when God opens your eyes spiritually, for those that have the gifts of discernment of spirit, what it means to have the gift of discernment of spirit is ability to see into the realm of the spirit. It's not only demons that they see. Or what Satan is seeing, Satan is doing that they see. They see things that are in the spirits. They see, they can see angels, they can see operations, they can see evil spirits. Praise God. So that's the gift of discernment of spirits. So when people operate that gift, they can see into the realm of the spirit. So they can see activities that are taking place in the spirit. Now, when God calls for a convocation, when there's a summoning of a convocation of certain eldership, certain meetings, certain authorities, certain pillars, meetings of elders in the spirit. Some of the elders are in heaven. Some of the elders are on the earth. Meetings where God pronounces what he wants to do on the earth. Praise God. Now, those meetings are not attended only by physical men. I'm telling you the truth. Those meetings are attended by angels, different ranks and files of angels who are going to be involved in those things that are coming to the earth. Testimonies of those things that will happen on the earth. What do I mean testimonies and witnesses? People that have lived those lives when they were on the earth. People that operated those powers when they were on the earth. They would also be summoned into that meeting. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, God is a governmental God. He's called a king. Where the word of a king is, there is power. The Bible says in the book of, 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 of Isaiah, is it Isaiah now? It says, for God, he's our judge. He's our God. And he's our Lord giver. And he will save us. Not Isaiah. Yes, Isaiah, I think Isaiah 33. That's right. He is the judge of all. So there is the governmental authority. He is our king. That kingship is government. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And things that have to do with government has to do with legislation. And when you are doing legislation, you don't legislate alone. There are counselors. You see the throne of God described in the book of Revelation, chapter 12 talks about the 20 and four elders who sit around about his throne. What is the job of elders? To bring counsel. Why would God trust the counsel of men? Why would God trust the counsel of certain types of elders? Because these are men that have acquired the mind of God. 
They have acquired the mind of Christ. They were raised to the stature of Christ. They can argue with God over a matter on the earth. They can quench God's fury. They can quench God's anger. They can say, God, hold on, don't do it. And God will hear. Isn't that amazing? amazing. Hallelujah. We see that exemplified in Moses. In Moses, we see that exemplified in Moses. Moses, God said, "Leave me, let me destroy these people." He said, "Out of you, Moses, I will raise a generation." They, they will raise a generation, another generation. I'll raise another generation through you, Moses. And Moses said, "No, you're not going to do it. No, I refuse that you do it." What did he do? They pacified. He pacified the anger of God. Praise God. Those are God's counselors. Those are God meet in counsel. When God watches over a nation, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he went through the house of, 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 of Abraham, right? He passed by Abraham's house and shared with him what he planned to do. He said, can I do something on the earth? without telling my friends, I must tell my prophets that this is what I want to do. Hallelujah. So to the General Assembly and Church of the Firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits, you see, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. You see, the spirits of righteous men that have been perfected. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. So this is our, this is our, our realm of operation. This is where we operate from. This is our spiritual uh, uh, location, praise God, that I said, I taught all of these things so that you can be fully persuaded and fully grounded and the fact that believers can gather on the earth and a brother or a sister is able to see with the eyes of the spirit through the gifts of a seeing, a, the seer gift of a prophet or the gift of discernment of, of spirit that a certain saint, old saint, is around. And that saint is bringing witness, confirmation to what God is doing in the midst of his people. Praise God. So during this last meeting, we had strong visitation of um, um, uh, Kenneth Hagin, um, uh, Moses, and John the Baptist. And this is the interpretation. This is the understanding that came from that visitation, that the preparation of the man, hallelujah, that the preparation of the man that will enter into the kingdom reign will be based on the life of this man, the life that they bore witness to. I want to say that again. Please don't forget that the man we are looking at is Christ. We are not modeling our lives after a human being. We're modeling our lives after Christ, the full image and the stature of Christ, praise God. But the full image and the stature of Christ are taught. You come into that stature, you come into those teaching, those, uh, the, the image of Christ and the stature of Christ through teachings. Now, God has made it in such a way that through teachings, he will enter into man. As you are hearing the word of God now, a measure of Christ is entering into you. A measure of Christ is entering into you. Knowledge is entering into you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the knowledge of Jesus as it's coming to you, what it will translate to your life is that it will translate a change of heart, a change of mindset, a change of attitude, a change of character that is like Christ. That's how Christ is built in us or made in us, praise God. So these teachings that these men bore witness to by their lives, by their lives. During the conference, I said something very clearly. I said, when you are reading the scriptures and you read what David did, 
the accomplishments of David, the accomplishments of Moses, the accomplishments of Joshua, of Gideon, many of the men of faith, great men of faith, okay? And the scriptures, do not just read their accomplishments alone, read their lifestyle. Read what they did, the kind of life they lived, how they lived their lives, when they woke up in the morning, what they did, when they went to bed, what they did, how they engaged spiritual activities, when they want to activate the power of God upon their lives, what they did. Praise God. Now, by reading their lives, you can see why they came into what they come into. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we are, we are going to be looking at the teachings according to the scriptures which these men witnessed while they were on the earth. And I'm trusting the Lord that as we get grounded in the teachings of baptisms, the teachings of the making of the man, John the Baptist, Elijah, praise God, what they taught, what Elijah brought, what John the Baptist brought. John the Baptist brought baptisms, praise God. And John the Baptist taught the doctrine or the baptism of repentance. So it means that it is critical for a child of God to understand repentance and for a child of God to understand baptisms, commissionings, initiations, Have I gone too deep? Is this too deep? Let me know. Is there anyone that needs more understanding? Okay. Yes, Nathan is saying yes here. I have a live audience. <laughs> here. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now what I'm what I mean by baptisms it's not just the doctrine of baptism, baptizing water, baptizing Holy Ghost, speaking other tongues. I mean, commissionings, assignments, lifestyles that are strictly defined for you as an individual. So you're not living your life like everyone else because your own cup is different. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's simple, isn't it? Your own instructions are different. Your own lifestyle is different. When, 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 when Samson was going to be born, this, the angel of the Lord came and spoke to his mother and said, this is how, the father said, please tell us how we shall read this manner of child. He said, no razor should touch his head. It will be a Nazareth. When the mother is pregnant for him, she should not drink alcohol. She should not drink any strong thing. He himself must not drink any strong thing all the days of his life. So there were other men born in Israel at that same time. None of them was giving those instructions. There was wine. They were drinking wine. When Jesus came, Jesus drank wine. Even though Jesus was a Nazarene, but he drank wine. He went to the marriage feast, didn't he? And he turned water into wine. But John the Baptist, John the Baptist had his own baptism. What was it? He would eat locust and wild honey. As a young child, he was deposited in the wilderness. And the only dress he had was Camel's uh, 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 um, skin, he wore camel skin, and then he ate locusts and he ate wild honey. That was his recipe. That was his, his what he, he, he was instructed to live by to fulfill his assignment. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're trusting the Lord that in the next couple of weeks, God is going to help us lay um, these foundations so that we can come into the making of the kingdom man. The man, the man of the kingdom is the man that would dominate this world. Dominate every sphere of this world. Dominate every realm of this world while you are still in the flesh. God is looking for men and women that will give a foretaste that will exhibit, that's the word, that will display, that's the word, the foretaste of that life which is to come. Hallelujah. I can't be battling with sin every day. No, 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 no. That man must have been weaned. Say with me, weaned. Weaned from childishness, weaned from milk. Now, these truths will win us completely from milk 
and give us a path to walk in for the next seven years. Because God measured to us a seven years program. God spoke to us and said, I'm giving you, measuring to you another seven years. Another seven years. I'm measuring to you another seven years. Glory to God. I believe in that next seven years, there are two or three things we're going to see in our midst for men who will be faithful. The weak among us will become like David. Say with me, the weak among us will become like David. Hallelujah. And those who are already David's right now, they become like the angel of the Lord. That's in the scriptures. The weak among us will become like David. The Davids among us will become like angels. So we're going to be men of glory, men of eternal glory, men of eternal radiance, men upon whose faces are full of the glory and the countenance of God, the multi-faces of God. A man in whose mouth and fingers is the power of God to turn things, to move things, to change things. Because that is what kingdom is all about. That is what rulership is all about. That is what kingship is all about. Kingship is about dominion. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say with me, thank you, Jesus. Say with me again, thank you, Jesus. Say with me again, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm inviting you, child of God. I'm inviting you, daughter of Zion. I'm inviting you, son of God, to be a part of this banquet. Banquet. This feasting, I was trying to pronounce banquet and feasting at the same time. So it's the word banquet. <laughs> Feast. Some banquets. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. This feast of the Lord, this feast of fat things, this feast of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And as we feed, we'll be trained. As we feast, we'll be trained. As we feast, we'll be trained to do what? To become the man of the new age, the man that would foretaste the new age. Go with me to the book of. Hebrews again. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. I want to read from verse 4. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 4. Verse 4 and 5. Verse 4 and 5. Shalom. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. Do you see that? So there are men that will live on this earth that will be raised on this earth. Excuse me, please. Pardon me, excuse me, please. There will be men that will be raised on this earth who will, number one, have a taste of the good word of God. They would have tasted the good word of the Lord. Okay, so please don't be deceived by this word, taste. It's not taste as we know it, as in, you know, just smack something um, in, in your mouth. Uh, 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 no, it means that they have taken in the nourishment of the word. They have taken in the nourishment of the word. I remember at the beginning of this year, the Lord gave us a word. And the Lord told me that the portal for people to experience scripture had been opened. The portal for people to have life experience of the word of God. I don't think we have entered that operation yet. I believe it's also a part of this commission right now. Okay. Ability to experience the word tangibly. Hallelujah. Now, let me give an example of what I'm saying. You see, if you read the book of, of if you read the book of, of, uh, of um, what's that book before Jude? If you read the book of Jude, you see where Jude, not just the book of Jude in Corinthians, Paul talked about um, um, the Lord's table, uh, uh, um, how it was shown him. 
And you see their explanation of some of the things that were written in the Old Testament. In the book of Jude, you would see where Jude was talking about the second coming of the Lord. And he talked about Enoch's encounter. If you go to the Old Testament, you won't see any story written about Enoch. At least not in the Bible that we have. Maybe in the Jewish culture, in the Jewish historical writings, you might find them. But in this Bible compiled for us, you will not see it. So how did Jude know those things that Enoch saw, how Enoch saw the Lord coming with thousands and thousands of his saints and what he exclaimed and how he walked? How did he know? He went there. They took him to that journey. He experienced a time uh, 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 travel, permit me to use that word, a time travel into the past. Don't forget that our God lives in eternity. If you leave this earth realm now and enter into the heavenly realm, there's nothing like tomorrow today. Everything is as is. Everything is as is. Right. Okay. God doesn't live in the, in the, in the, in the, in the zone of time. There's no day one, day two, day three with God. The one day true is for us who are on the earth, those who live under the sun. And the calling and the summoning of a child of God is to come above the days of the sun. Come and live in the realm of God. Live in the realm of eternity. And if you function in that realm properly, you will meet with men who was as is. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When you meet with them, it will be as if what they were doing then, you and them are doing it together. You will see them doing it. You will see those activities. You will see Noah, how Noah was building the ark. They will make you experience scriptures when we engage it well enough, deep enough. That's what I mean. Praise the Lord. So the Bible is saying, yes, seeing they crucified to them. No, 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 no. Let me back up. And have tasted the good word of God. That's what I just explained. The tasting of the good word of God is not reading one chapter a day. It's not uh, Lamb's wife, six chapters a day, 12 chapters a day. Oh, it's the experience. Now, those are good because those will take you into the portal of the good word of God. The nourishment, the nourishment. I was chatting with a sister yesterday, one of my sisters. Uh, um, my daughter really tra was traveling and, you know, I, I was taking a smoothie. So inside that smoothie, I put a vitamin supplement. I, I, I don't, I, I'm just learning to do those things right now. That's not my culture. My culture is just to drink my water and speak in other tongues and be going my way, right? But eh, so much, you know, about food not having this and that. Okay. Anyways, I was adding some supplements. I had like three um, collagen. Um, um, what do you call this green, 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 green? Moringa, moringa powder, and uh, beetroot, beetroot powder. I like beetroot. So I was adding it to that smoothie and stirring it so that I could drink it. So I said to her, I said, look, let me tell you the truth. If when we begin to experience the word of God, the word of God will do for you what these supplements are doing in your body. That is the true experience of God's word. <laughs> Sister Rosa said collagen is important. So, <laughs> okay, I only just started taking collagen a week ago, two weeks ago. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And let me tell you the truth my interpretation of my body in need of those things means that the time I have reduced the time I spend with God and doing more ministry time than God time. That is me, personally, whether physical or spiritual. Yes, my darling, thank you. Whether physical or spiritual, I believe you. Please take collagen if you need it. Take vitamin supplements if you need it. If it's recommended, those things have benefits to the physical body. But when the body has tasted some things, Satan told Jesus, okay, so let me go a bit higher. Don't worry. You don't have to follow me there. Let me just say it. Okay, so when Satan tempted Jesus, what did he tell him? He said, if you turn this stone, he said, it should be you are the son of God. He said, turn this stone to bread. Turn this stone to bread and eat. You can do it. You can turn stone to bread. The fish, the five loaves of bread and fish that Jesus multiplied for 5,000 people to eat was not normal fish. Was it normal fish? Was that normal fish? Okay. 
Praise the Lord. The children of Israel ate manna for 40 years in the wilderness. They didn't eat green leaves. They ate manna for 40 years. Every morning, manna. Every evening, it will come out. They will gather. They will eat. The Bible calls it angel food. We need to look for some things. But anyway, let me come back. I'm not there yet. You know, Paul said, I want to enter into the resurrection of the dead. He has seen it and he desired to enter it. And he said, not that I've already entered. Okay. Or I have already been perfected. But this one thing I do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I was telling her, I said, the word of God. There's a brother Sandu told us about a woman who read the scriptures and read, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So all that that woman eats is the word of God. She reads the Bible from morning till night, and then she takes communion, that's all. And I heard she had been doing that for 20-something years. Science can't explain that. The human body can't explain that. What has happened to that woman? She has tasted of the good word of God. And she has reached, she has reached beyond this earth realm into the world, the powers, the Bible calls it, and the powers of the world to come. The powers of the world to come. What is the power? What is that word there? The abilities, the inherent powers, the excellency of the world to come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Uh, so let's, let's go back. Let's, let's, let's rewind. Let's go back. We are talking about the making. So let's start with the making of the man that will give, a, give up sin. That's where we are right now. We're still struggling with sin. We're still struggling with unforgiveness. We're still struggling with bitterness. We're still struggling with envy. We're still struggling with gossip. We're still struggling with what I shall eat, what I shall wear. We're still struggling with how I want to look, how I do not want to look. Praise God. We're still struggling with uh, um, faith, you know, trusting the Lord for my needs to be met. And being concerned, murmuring, depression, setting in, because these things are not there. Now, the teachings, the understandings of what Hagen thoughts will bring us out of all of this. This is the foundation. Praise God. And then we enter into the selfless life. We enter into the life of baptisms. We enter into the teachings of baptisms, the understandings of baptisms, the understandings of separations. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then we enter into men of stature. Okay? Men in whose bodies the word of God has been tattooed. So these men stand tall face to face, the creation. They stand face to face and speak face to face with God. You say, are you saying that God doesn't speak to me face to face? He does. There's an open invitation right now. But we, when we enter there, when we become men, Paul said something in the scriptures. He said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. Does a father speak to their child? Yes. yes. A father will carry a baby and kiss the baby. Ooh. Even when the baby doesn't have understanding, the father is still talking. When the baby begins to talk, the father is still talking. When the baby is five years old, the father is still talking. When the baby is 13 years old, becomes a teenager, the father even talks so much more, so much more. Sometimes with Cain, praise God, the child becomes 21. The father still talks. But what about when the child is 30? The father still speaks, but he speaks in a different language. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Father. Now, this life that God has called us into is the overcoming life. Say with me, the overcoming. Say with me again, the overcoming. Say with me again, the overcoming. The overcoming life 
In the book of Revelations, chapter two and three, Jesus talked about the overcoming people. And he gave, he gave them instructions on how, on what to do to overcome and gave promises to those who will overcome. To him that overcomes, I will write my name. To him that will overcome, I will give him a stone and write his name on the stone, which no man knoweth but only himself. To him that overcomes, I'll make, I'll sit with him on my throne. To him that will overcome, I'll give him a key. To him that will, to promises of overcoming. Now God wants you and I to overcome. God is not interested in our failure. God is not happy with our failures. God is not, does not rejoice and is not waiting to discipline us. Sometimes we communicate the gospel like God is waiting to lash somebody and judge somebody and finish somebody because he has failed. No, God is not interested in that. God is a father. He's full of love. He's full of goodness. He's full of mercy and he's full of faith concerning you. Say with me, God is full of faith concerning me. God believes in me. God has faith in me. That's why God has already made you an overcomer. He said, be of good cheer. You will overcome this world. Why? Because I have already overcome the world for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we begin to give thanks to God for tonight? Can we begin to give thanks to God for tonight? I want you to take these things further. Go to the scriptures yourself. Search the scriptures yourself. Ask God to reveal things to you. He'll begin to reveal to you. Praise God. So when we come back next week, you come back fired up. You are already ahead in the message. You are already ahead in the life, in the practice. The practicing of the life of God. The practicing of the life of the overcoming man, the kingdom man. Glory to God. Oh. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are the children of that age. We are the children of that age. That age is meant for us. It's the age where righteousness dwells. It's the age for the children of righteousness, for the sons of righteousness, for the sons of the kingdom. At that time, rulership will not be by election. Democratic election, no. Rulership will be by appointment, by allocation to the man that have labored on the earth to acquire his lot. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Father, I prophesy over this company in the name of Jesus, and I declare to you that great grace is upon you right now. In the name of Jesus, I come against unbelief. I come against doubt in the name of Jesus. Amen. I judge distractions in the name of Jesus. I declare that you have strength to enter. I declare that you have eyes to see. Declare that you have eyes to see. I 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 have understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. I declare over you in the name of Jesus that faith is at work in you. Faith is at work in you. The door of faith is open to you right now. The door of faith is open to you right now. You access faith in the name of Jesus. The door of faith is open to you right now. In the name of Jesus, you are not held down. You are not put down in any way in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In these days coming, I see many of you handling spirits, bringing them to judgment, things that have troubled you, things that have hindered you in the past, secrets to their overcoming will be delivered to you. In the name of Jesus, I call for their deliverance into your hands. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. You 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 will have understanding. You will have understanding into the things of the spirit. You will have understanding over the wiles of the enemy. You will know the trickery of the enemy. And you will have a wisdom from above to overcome and subdue those wiles. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is a company of our 
I declare to you that you are of the bride of Christ. You are that bridal company. You are coming into your glory. The glory of God is coming upon you. Your hair is being adorned for your king. Your king is coming. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus that that which has been written concerning you, you will come into it. You are not discouraged. You are not discouraged. You are not beaten down. I judge the spirit that comes to oppress God's people and tell them that they are inadequate and call them hypocrites. I judge that spirit in the name of Jesus, that spirit of condemnation, that judgmental spirit that makes you condemn yourself. I judge that lie, that tongue of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I judge the spirit of oppression in your midst in the name of Jesus. I declare that you're free from that oppression. Why? You are seated high. And heavenly places far above. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, give us understanding. Give us understanding into these secrets of God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now on Sunday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., we're going to have a vigil, but it's going to be virtual. Hallelujah. Even though I will be at the cave. So if you can come to the cave, it will be fantastic. We'll be uh, um, transmitting that vigil at the cave. We'll be praying physically. But because I know families, you know, come out Sunday night, come out again on Monday might be difficult. So we're giving those who can't come out the opportunity to join that meeting virtually. It's going to be as rich as if you were on the ground. We're going to practically engage scriptures and learn to labor with scriptures to come into the things that have been written concerning us. Praise God. I am, I am, I am, I'm, I'm compelled to teach those practically using scriptures to pray through situations, okay? So we're going to be learning that to equip God's people better so you're able to deal with some of these instead of battling and battling and battling end- endlessly, you learn to handle the scriptures and learn to fight the fight of faith with the word of God. Praise God. And then they'll continue the next day with our day conference, the Kingdom Women Day Conference. And I'm inviting brothers, I'm inviting fathers, I'm inviting men. Praise God. Because you will agree with me that what we learn and what opens to us during these conferences are not just for women alone. So if you're a man, if you're a man, you can come and be blessed amongst women. Praise God. Hallelujah. Monday is a public holiday, I believe. Praise the Lord. So please, I want you to push out the handbills, invitations. We're going to post a, uh, a video tonight, a short clip of about two minutes, you know, and just push it out, social media, and invite people, let them come and be blessed. We're entering into a new season. We're in a new season already, birthing the new age that is coming upon us. In the name of Jesus, we're trusting the Lord that by the time God is through with us, we will no longer be ordinary men. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's share the grace of God in fellowship. First of all, let's break bread. If you have communion, this is a good time to break bread, Father. In the name of Jesus, we receive the, the covenant you made with us in the flesh. Uh, through the bread, the flesh of Jesus and his blood. And it is symbolized by the breaking of this bread, which symbolizes the breaking up of your body by whose stripes we are healed. Tonight, I send, I release the words that I have spoken into your bones, into your blood, into your marrow. I command sicknesses to go. I command diseases to go. In the name of Jesus, I judge growths. I judge blood diseases, bone diseases in the mighty name of Jesus. And I declare that by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you in the same manner you took the cup, you lifted it. You said, this cup is a New Testament in my blood. Lord, I thank you for that. This blood represents the speaking, the voice, the power of this blood of Jesus over your people, over our families, over our children. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for the blood of the new covenant in the name of Jesus. I'm going to share some things about the new covenant uh, at the video and give us some new insights 
concerning um, the Lord's table, concerning the communion. So I want you to eat your bread and drink, the, eat the flesh of Jesus and drink the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's share the grace of God in fellowship. And don't forget, tomorrow is what for now. Uh, my husband will be here to um, share with us what God has put in his spirit for us. Glory to God. Let's share the grace of God in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now and forever. Amen. Surely, His goodness and mercy shall follow all the days of our lives. And you shall live forever and Amen. Good night, everyone. Oh my God, I see so many good nights. Let me see. God bless you. Sleep well. God strengthen you. Collagen is important to well spiritual and physical. Please buy collagen. Take collagen. I've just started taking it, but one day, one day, I'm going to drop it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes, my beautiful sister. Ooh, you, you, you. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Hallelujah. Good night, Sister Rima. Good night. Thank you, Jesus. Good night, Ma. When you are talking, talk loud and please.